Welcome to Best Song Ever. My name is Brian LeBen. Alongside me, as always, is my dear, dear cousin, Luke LeBen. How you doing today, Luke? Sick. I'm sick. You might notice my voice is, it sounds a little little vocal fry and uh, nasally. Mm-hmm. I'm sick, guys. Yeah. There's nothing I can say other than that. So just deal with it, you know? <laughs> we, we just got to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, just if if you're listening right now, be happy you're not looking at him as I am because he looks disgusting. Yeah. I uh, look like when in Aladdin when the genie goes, "Hey, can't bring anybody back from the dead," and he's yes. like a sludge yep. monster. That's yep. what I look like right yeah, now. Yeah, but wet. Yeah, just real wet. Um, and uh, you know it's really fun. Googling coronavirus symptoms when you have a cold and reading oh, that man. they're very similar. Yes. That didn't send me spiraling for a minute or anything. No, I mean, I've only had like a scratchy throat and have been like, oh no, it's come for really? me. Yeah. Um, I'm also terrified because I'm going to Las Vegas in a couple days. Yeah. And I mean, that's a breeding ground for disease there. <laughs> it really is. Like any, you can buy any disease ever in bottles there oh really yeah it's nice. it's uh open carry <laughs> crazy Any disease you crazy want. on this trip um and i feel like yeah i'm gonna probably catch it uh but i don't think i'm gonna die i feel like they're they're figuring it out who knows i mean science you know yeah i don't think i'm ever gonna die most likely not yeah i'm probably immortal speaking of immortality uh i wanted us to play a little game brian mm, yeah you do uh one of our most immortal performers that we have on earth currently is a man by the name of nicholas cage and another man by the name of samuel jackson uh they are two of my favorite actors i've been watching a lot of nicholas cage movies recently and uh i was i was perusing through his imdb which is my Home away from home on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Cage's IMDb is a wonderful world full of magical delights. And uh, I I noticed there's a lot of obscure movies I hadn't heard of in both these guys' IMDb's because they've been in so many things. So I thought we could play a little game where you try to guess if the movie stars Nick Cage or Samuel Jackson in a game we're calling Not the Bees or Motherfucking Snakes. I'd like to take his face off. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell! Going to detain a flighter for enjoying his whiskey? Enough is enough! Well, what is that? What is that? What is it? I have had it with these motherfucking snakes! Oh, no, not the bees! On this motherfucking plane! Not the bees! Ah! You bushwhacking sack shooter! Alright, Brian. I've got some audio clips queued up on the Keezy app over here. I'm going to read a movie title and description. If you think it stars Nicolas Cage, you're going to hit. If you think it stars Samuel Jackson, you're going to hit. All right, let's go. The Runner. In the aftermath of the 2010 BP oil spill, an idealistic but flawed politician is forced to confront his dysfunctional life after his career is destroyed in a sex scandal. Ooh, boy. Wrong. That ah, is Nicholas Cage, yeah, baby. That sounds like a cager. Yeah. All right. Next. Arena. David Lord finds himself forced into the savage world of a modern gladiatorial (laughs) arena where men fight to the death for the entertainment of the online masses. You are correct. That is Samuel L. Jackson. 
Okay, this one is the writing uh, in this one is probably the most wild synopsis I've ever read. Zandali. Theory's wife, Zandali, married the poet, comma, he once was. Taking over his dad's company in New Orleans gives him stress and impotence. Theory meets his high school buddy, Johnny, at a bachelor party. The painter, Johnny, can satisfy Zandali. <laughs> Correct. That is Nick Cage. What's that called again? Zandali. How do you spell that? I need to look. Z-A-N-D-A-L-E-E. Okay. Yeah, it's from 91. An early Nick Cage picture. Right after Wild at Heart. So that's, I, I want to watch it. Sounds interesting. All right, next up, we got Primal. Frank's caught wildlife in the Brazilian jungle, including a 400-pound white jaguar. He ships it on the same ship as an arrested assassin. Why? <laughs> the assassin breaks free and frees the animal. Incorrect. Ah, that is Nick Cage. Man. I thought, you know, he went on the plane with the snakes. That's maybe, true. You know, That's but, true. Oh. No. Uh, all right, this one's also insane. Barely lethal. A teenage special ops agent coveting a normal mm-hmm. adolescence mm-hmm. fakes her own death mm-hmm. and enrolls in a suburban high school. Mm-hmm. She quickly learns that surviving the treacherous waters of high school is more challenging than international espionage. <laughs> I doubt it. Incorrect. Ah, that is Samuel Jackson. Next up, Rage. When the daughter of a reformed criminal is kidnapped, he rounds... Yes, it's Nick Cage. (laughs) We get it, Brian. Yes, that is Nick Cage. Next, Stolen. A former thief frantically searches for his missing daughter who has been kidnapped and locked in the trunk of a taxi. Yes, and both of those are blatant stolen, or god damn it, stolen's the one that makes it. Both of those are blatant taken ripoffs, and they came out like a couple years after. Um, all right, a couple more here. Twisted. Jessica, whose father killed her mother and committed suicide, is a police officer. While investigating a murder, she finds herself in the center of her own investigation when her former lovers start being murdered. Correct. That is Sam Jackson. Next, cell. When a mysterious cell phone signal causes apocalyptic chaos, an artist is determined to reunite with his young son in New England. No, that is Samuel L. Jackson, starring alongside John Cusack in a Stephen King movie (laughs) that apparently is not very good. Um, All right, last one. Amos and Andrew. A Pulitzer Prize writer buys a cabin. The neighbors get suspicious when a stranger breaks in. They see a black man and call the police, who start shooting at him. The sheriff tries a cover-up involving a white petty crook. Bad idea. Mm, This is tricky, but... We'll count it as right because they are both in that movie, Ah. and I need to see it. You bushwhacking sack shooter. All right, that was not the bees or motherfucking snakes. Thanks for playing, Brian. Of course. Well, we are going to get into the show. This is, of course, best song ever. We have hand-plucked mm. a selection of songs for you. We we have. I know I went out and plucked them right out of the ground. Right out the, the song orchard. We gathered up our buckets mm. and uh, Delicious. Got, a, got a healthy heaping for you. Juicy. Juicy, ready to go. And uh, if Brian plays a song that I really love, I'm going to give it my stamp of approval, which is Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy. 
and vice versa. If I play one he really loves, he's going to say, Papa Likey. All right, Brian, you going to get us started? Yep, and I'm going to get us started with a song that I've been obsessed with over the past uh, week or so since it's been out. It's been ruling my life and my ears uh, from an artist I love very much and am really interested in by the sound of this song. Uh, this is from Eve Toomer. Mm, I've always said he's an ear ruler. He Eve Toomer, the ear ruler. Uh, I think that he should have gone That's with good. that name. But um, shortened to Eve Toomer. This is uh, Sean Bowie, who was born and raised in Tennessee. Uh, and I was kind of surprised, actually. Like, he's a figure who doesn't seem like he's from Earth to yeah, me. Yeah, he seems mysterious. So to hear he's from Tennessee is like, what? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he has evolved into this amazing art pop artist uh, that mixes kind of sometimes industrial, sometimes ambient, sometimes... Uh, noisy experimental electronics um oftentimes um hard to get into or not quite immediate songs and this is this song that he put out for his new album is completely the opposite very poppy very immediate and um really infectious so let's get it started with eve tumor and gospel for a new century Say what you really mean 
it's not Tief Tuma, <laughs> but it is. And he gets a lordy lordy berry gordy. Uh, that song was awesome. I definitely uh, see a growth in a new style since his uh, 2018 album, Safe in the Hands of Love. It's much more experimental, ambient from what I remember. And there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in this song. I liked the opening sort of horn sample. It sounded like it would be a beat on like an MF Doom record or something. And then when he goes into that funky bass line, um, it was like I was hearing him for the first time. And we recently were playing an RPG game over at your house. And me and a friend of uh, ours, we heard this song play and we're like, is that Tune Day from TV on the radio? We thought you were playing TV on the radio. I was like, I feel like I didn't recognize uh, his voice really. And maybe I hadn't registered it from the last album. And then uh, when he goes into that hard rocking chorus, I love that. And when he adds in the horns with that, it creates a really interesting feel and adds to the, the like grandiosity of that chorus. And uh, yeah, definitely uh, shows his arrangement expertise, but going in a new direction as well. There were definitely some, like, maybe three poppy songs on um, Safe in the Hands of Love. Not quite to this degree, but more accessible. But the rest of it is very dense and um, difficult. And this is much more immediate. I, I still, as a big fan of Eve Toomer, hope that this is not the whole album. Like, I, I want those dense, difficult songs mixed in there and i want probably a majority of it to be difficult um just because that's what i i go to him for you know like uh but this is such a joy to listen to um such an amazing pop song but also like you said it is subtly weird um just the different elements going on at the same time and just the like maximalism of it like it's just so kind of so much um like the yeah. horn, the horns are abrasive in the, in a way, but they they work so well. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just it's such a great song. I love this uh, this musician so much. When I think Brian LeBen, the two words mm-hmm. that come to mind are dense and difficult. I'm just like that's <laughs> yeah. what he's about. Yeah, and this is he's like Eve Toomer's like my spirit yeah. musician animal. You know? Um, by the way, I don't know if you saw the video for this song, did you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I loved it. It was so creepy. He's like yeah. a demon. He's got like these demon ladies with him. It was super cool. Yeah. I liked it a lot. So cool. Great artist. Check out all of Eve Toomer's stuff. It's it's wonderful. Uh, that was again Eve Toomer with Gospel for a New Century. Uh, from heaven to a tortured mind which is out april 3rd on warp all right well i'm gonna get into my first song now so all my songs today come from artists who are new to me uh i had not previously heard them and they're scrappy diy dudes uh who are doing it their damn selves you know Mm -hmm. it's more like diy ds doing it your damn self and um so the first of these uh, is this band, Star Parks. Uh, this is a band that made their debut in 2016 with the album Don't Dwell. And it began as the project of Andy Bianculi. And uh, now it's grown into a seven-piece mini orchestra. Whoa. And uh, the sophomore album, The New Sounds of Late Capitalism, is out now. And I just listened to the full thing today and really enjoyed it. 
we're going to listen to this song, Something More. And when I heard this song, I was immediately hooked by the sort of 60s rock channeling sound. Also, his voice sometimes reminds me of Dr. Dog and like reminds me of Foxygen at times. And there are some fantastic arrangements on every song with like some strings, horns, unique guitar and piano sounds. And the compositions make a sort of dusty, like vintage background for Andy's vocals. But they'll, uh, they got some surprises in mind and they'll bloom and build and uh, change in interesting ways. And uh, he, he said this album is about alienation, dissatisfaction, and postmodernism. That's probably best encapsulated in the song we're going to listen to. Let's take a listen to Star Parks with Something More. Call it in. 
that song was really cool. And like my song, also horny to the max. Yeah, baby. Some maximum hornage going on in that song. It, it does have the a retro vibe to it, but it's yeah. like reinvigorated, um, which is fun. And it's the the production is kind of lo-fi but scrappy. Uh, I yeah. like I like it, and um, it goes on some interesting detours uh but it's kind of all anchored with that classic um i don't know sort of like a tape machine vibe right yeah, like yeah. as if you had stumbled across this in a basement or something mm-hmm. and i say that because uh andy said this about the album he said i found an old concord reel to reel in my parents attic in new york and when i played the tape it was my father as a 12 year old boy recording the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show off the television. Mm. Uh, There's so many layers to that discovery that affected me and made me contemplate my place in time, my family, America, culture, and music. To me, it was like discovering a spark that gave man fire in that it is a firsthand account of a moment that propelled me and the whole world into a different direction. I knew I wanted to write about moments like that, that had promised, but inevitably led to disappointment. So, yeah, I think that's interesting that that was sort of the inspiration of him Mm -hmm. finding this old, like, tape machine. And uh, the album really does have that vibe. They called it, like, Burt Bacharach on a budget because (laughs) they, like, couldn't pay for, like, a whole orchestra to come in, you know? So they had to do it with, like, uh, this handful of people. And the sound is, like, so big and, like, beautiful. I love those horns and Mm -hmm. um, that guitar part is just... That guitar part just gets stuck in my head all the time. And that song starts so big, and then they do a good job of still building it throughout while dropping into those softer moments. Um, I also really like uh, this album because there's a song on it called Not Now, Brian. (laughs) And that's That's just, like... yeah, Yeah, that's just, like what I want to say to you every time you speak to me and um, not now, Brian, it's actually a really beautiful instrumental track. So, so if I hear a really beautiful instrumental track, when I start talking to you, you I know know to leave me the fuck alone. You're telling me, okay, I got it. All right. So that was star parks with something more from the new sounds of late capitalism. That's out now on modern outsider. Go listen to it. It's there. Wait, it's already there. What are you waiting for? Well, I gotta finish this podcast. No, I was trying to do Ferris Bueller. Is that what he says? I don't know. At the end of the movie? Something like that. Go home. Listen to the album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I get it now. Um, Yeah, like, why are you still watching the credits or whatever? Yeah. Um, I can't. I I gotta... gotta, go home. No, I... I, I'm gonna finish this and then I'll go. Okay, that's okay. fine. Uh, it's, it's, it's weird sometimes how it is weird sometimes. The isn't universe it? like syncs things up, and you know you're talking about how this wackadoo found some tape in his basement, <laughs> and that really ties into kind of the um, the whole thesis of the album. Of the artist that I'm going to play a song from coming up now. Wow. It's crazy. Um, So, today, Soccer Mommy has a new album out. Mommy. Wait. Uh, Oh, yeah. That is today. Yes. Oh, shit. I've been excited for this one. Yeah. um, You were more into her last album than I. Um, I liked it, but it didn't, like, 
grab me, hook me in. Uh, it didn't sink its teeth into me all the way. I thought there was some good songwriting, but yeah. not only it was it was kind of a mixed bag for me. But yeah, uh, there were some jams on it. I am really, really excited for her uh, second album. Uh, this is this is Sophie Allison, uh, aka Soccer Mommy. Yep. She's only like twenty two years old, which is crazy. Young, um, very talented, and um, she's getting ready for the album Color Theory. Uh, the song I'm going to play is called Circle the Drain, and I love this song so much. You could have played it for me and said, "Oh, this was on eighty nine X, the local." alternative rock radio the only station, new rock alternative yes. uh back in the 90s and i would have been I like know. oh man i missed this but yes of course this is uh this is from then um but no it's from now i know so many years later and um hearing her kind of motivation behind the album color theory makes sense as to why i i feel that way about this song what is um, it um I'll, I'll i'll tell you right oh, now thanks she said I wanted the experience of listening to Color Theory to feel like finding a dusty old cassette tape that has become messed up over time because that's what this album is, an expression of all things that have slowly degraded me personally. The production Mm. warps, the guitar solos occasionally glitch, the melodies can be poppy and deceptively cheerful. To me, it sounds like the music of my childhood distressed and in some instances decaying. I love that. It's amazing. That's, yeah. And I get that a hundred percent. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't really hear or read that until preparing for uh, this episode today. And it makes it, it's it's an amazing summation. It makes so much sense, and it really really comes through. And I think it's the the teeth that that are really sinking into me now yeah. with her songwriting. Um, it's taking it to a new level, and uh, I'm really excited to check the rest of this album out, and also to be able to play this song on the podcast this is soccer mommy with circle the drain
obviously lordy lordy barry gordy we don't even need to make a big deal of it um but yeah i've been obsessed uh with these few songs that she has released uh yellow is the color of her eyes has is probably my favorite but circle the drains right up there with it and i was just recently listening to this it's funny you say that about like deceptively catchy you know we love songs like that where it's like if you were just Mm -hmm. not pay attention to lyrics sounds like a fun happy tune but then you dig in a little more and you see it's a little deeper maybe more melancholy and i was singing that chorus i've been falling apart these days and i was like oh yeah that is like it's it's a lot heavier than you think uh Mm -hmm. listening to like the tone of the song i liked what she said about the whole thing of like the things from your childhood and then they warp you and sort of decay you because I was thinking about this and I'm like, it sounds very 90s, but also it sounds kind of different. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, if you were to tell me it came out in the 90s, maybe I'd believe you, but also it's got a, a different feel to it. And I feel like that just that representation of a person in that way where it's like this collection of things from childhood, like that's what you are or what you like feel like you are when you're younger and like you just all these memories, all these likes, all these things you loved, you know, growing up. And then it's like, as you grow older, you start to change. Maybe you lose some of those interests. Maybe you forget about some of those things you love or whatever, whatever the realities of life set in. And, um, you feel like you're different from then. And it's sort of like the song is applies to the person too, where it's like, it's not, one it's not quite the 90s thing it's not Mm -hmm. quite the now thing but it's both at the same time so Mm -hmm. it's like not one or the other but it's both at the same time and so yeah that's really really creative way of communicating that you just feel it without even knowing that you know you just when you listen to it you sort of feel that um that coming through in the music and so how she was able to illustrate that musically while having that meaning like lyrically and emotionally is really brilliant. Um, also this, the stuttering, uh, right at that build up there, mm-hmm. there's sort of like a sound that sounds like when you unplug a guitar from the amp while yeah. it's still plugged in. And, uh, so yeah, those touches are really cool. Absolutely. Um, and my, I think my favorite thing about it is it's one of the best, lyrical interpretations of depression also throughout like the the entire song um it starts the the very first verse is i want to be calm like the soft summer rain on your back like the fall of your shoulders but everything just brings me back down to the cold hard ground and it keeps getting colder um also the line about it's just beautiful even when everything's fine Yep, thing yeah, uh things feel that low sometimes even, even when, when everything's, everything's fine. fine. Yeah. So true. And uh those are just, you know, and in, in the the chorus which you already talked about. Um just a few the 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 entire song is really really well written, really beautiful and um just really catchy and cool as hell to listen to too. Uh it's such a fun combination and um I'm excited to uh to listen to this whole album for sure. So that was Soccer Mommy with Circle the Drain from Color Theory, which is out today, right now, on Loma Vista. All right, moving on to my next song. It comes from an L.A.-based musician who has opened for the likes of Parcels. I heard of him. Starfucker. Oh, yeah, okay. 
And you'll hear in a second why his sound gels with theirs. Uh, This is the Undercover Dream Lovers, which is the musical project of Matt Kennig. And his debut album, It's All in Your Head, comes out today. This day. Whoa. So when you're listening to Soccer Mommy, pop over to Undercover Dream Lovers as well. Um, And Brian, guess what this guy does? Uh... He does it his damn self. (laughs) I told you, I teased it earlier. These guys do it their damn selves, you know? And uh, this album was recorded at his home studio in LA, and he produces and mixes his own songs, but he's not afraid to invite a little friend on the track. This album features a collab with Dent May, who Ah, you played on the podcast previously. Friend on the track, Dent May. Friend on the track. (laughs) I hope that... uh, that he says that in the beginning of the song on the album friend on the track dent may and then dent may comes on he's like i'm dent may and i'm here to say i'm gonna dent your face in a funny way (laughs) i hope he doesn't do that yes please take that note uh matt kennig and if that's not in there please include it so i had heard a few singles from this guy over the past several months and they made my ears perk up i was like okay okay I see what you're doing. I got my eye on you. And uh, then he came out with this latest single, Chardonnay, and I loved it. And I thought, it's about time I play this guy on the pod. So you ready to party with the Shardy? I sure am, man. Let's do it. Here's the Undercover Dream Lovers with Chardonnay.
I just want to say thank you, Luke, for funking this shit up. Yeah, I should have warned you I was going to bring the funk. Uh, no, I, I'm happy that I didn't know, and then you just funked me up. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Papa Likey. Yeah, that was, a, that was a very enjoyable. I could see them opening. If I went to see Parcels, and they... and, and uh, they or he, sorry, I don't know. T-U-D-L, uh, the undercover dream lovers, Yeah, if Matt Koenig. Uh, they opened, I would be very happy. Yeah. This sounds great. Um, I'm into it. Very catchy. Uh, the only beef I have with it is I don't like Chardonnay or any white wine. I wish it would have been about a red wine. But I'll, I'll let it slide because it was really cool. And you know what my favorite thing about it was? What? He did it his damn self. He did it his damn self. I told you. Um, have you ever tried a dry Riesling? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm not a fan of I'm Riesling. not a fan of... Um, <laughs> I'm not a fan of Dreschers. I'm not a fan of Dreschers. I wasn't a fan of white wines, uh, but I, I'll take a dry Riesling. Uh, I fuck with that. But anyway... You don't need to like Chardonnay to appreciate this song. I know. I just wish it would have, like, I wish he would have taken me into consideration. Yeah. You wish he would have made it like Pinot Noir. Oh, but Titus did that on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt already. Pinot Noir, an ode to black penis. Mm. You know. (laughs) True. Um, So most of the good wines were probably taken. uh, But yeah, I... He makes just like great bedroom funk, and I mean I don't know that's bedroom. He has an actual. Um, I make be- I make great bedroom funk too. Just ask my you, wife. Yeah, you you want to hear some bedroom funk? Go to my college dorm room. You know what I'm saying? But you make some good bedroom funk, um, homespun funk, and yeah, I really like what he does. I had like I said, I'd heard a few singles, and uh, I'm I'm interested to see what this album's gonna be like. All right, so that was the Undercover Dream Lovers with Chardonnay from "It's All in Your Head." That's out today. Add it to the list. Wow, we're doing it. We're, we're doing we're it. We're giving you lists to listen to. Listens to. It's great. Um, you know, you just funked shit up. I did. I'm gonna totally funk shit up. What? Yeah. Um, you ready for this? I think I am. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna play the new Thundercat song. Ah! <laughs> I know. I thought I was ready, but I wasn't. You're not. Uh, Thundercat's amazing. Uh, if you're not familiar with Thundercat, I mean, the best bassist alive. That's be- all you need to know. That's all you need to know, and you need to know that he's made some incredible albums. Go check them out. All of them are great. Yeah. His last one was from 2017. Drunk. Drunk. Uh, that was that was very good. Also, 2013 Apocalypse. I love that mm-hmm. album. Um, and even the Golden Age of Apocalypse from 2011 is great. So he's coming out with a new album and. Uh, there have been a couple singles, and I, I love this song so much. It really captures what Thundercat does well, makes some funky tunes, which are amazing, but also really, really hilarious. He is yeah. one of the funniest songwriters around, and this song cracks me up. There's so many great lines in it. Um, we'll talk about it after we listen to it, but I think we should just get into it because it's so much fun. Let's listen to Thundercat with Dragon Ball Do-Rag. Stay with me and love me through the night. 
I'll give that a lordy lordy berry gordy. So, let me just talk about do-rags for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, growing up, you, you know, me and my brother uh, like to be hip to the times, and uh, we would shop at Mr. Allen's, and we had some do-rags. My dad would also wear a do-rag. I remember when he uh, <laughs> mows the lawn, he would wear a do-rag, and um, so I'm familiar with the concept of do-rags. When this song came out, I was like, Dragon Ball Durag, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> and then when I listened to it, I was like, oh my god, I'm dumb. Whoops. Anyway, um, I picked up on so many lyrics that I didn't the first time listening now. Uh, I liked the line about being covered in cat hair, yep. but he still smells good, I believe is what he said, which I can relate That's to correct. that. That's correct. Um, and uh, Smashing His Do-Rag, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty pretty fun song. That's as funny as with Thundercat is like, I just love the the whole sound and the whole vibe of the whole. You know, you just sink into it like his bass playing and the the funk sound is just such such a great just thing to just put on and like zone out and just sink into the sound. But then when you listen to the lyrics, they're so funny, so funny. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. Uh, picking up on all those this time. The uh, my favorite one is you don't have to like my video games or my comic, or my comic books, books, but yeah. Baby Girl. How do I look in my do-rag? And that's like video games and comic books. That's what I think of with Thundercat. I loved this Japan song on the last album where he was like, wow, there's so much. And then there's over here. Like it was one of the <laughs> yes. funniest moments on the last album. I was like, yeah, this seems fitting for him. It's uh, music that's just full of joy and life, but yeah. like expertly executed. Like the musicianship on his songs and albums are is incredible and it's uh really amazing music grounded in really goofy humor uh and yeah i just i i love it so much i'm really excited that we're getting a new release from him as well so that was thundercat with uh dragon ball durag or (laughs) durag as uh as it's actually called from it is what it is out april 3rd on brain feeder all right luke what are you going to take us out on well, I've been playing people who do it them damn selves. Yeah. I mean, so have you too, but right. that's just the theme of my list that I got going on. Are you going to do it again or yes. are you, you going to stop? Not only does he do it them damn self, this guy is a DIY legend. Wow. Uh, he's been making music since 2005. Uh, he founded the record label Thunder Zone. This is Juicebox. With three X's. You ever heard of him? No. Yeah, I had not either. But um, I listened to the handful of singles that he released uh, in preparation for his new album. It's easy to feel like nobody when you're living in the city. And every one of them sounds different. He raps on some of them. uh, And this one we're about to listen to called In the Basement has a nice sort of like Weezer-y uh like pop punk rock sort of sound so you'll remember weezer on the blue album had the song in the garage yeah um this song's called in the basement mm. yeah nice correlation um also it's featuring matt sharp founding member of weezer in the rentals on keys wow yeah and um i just heard this song and really related to some of the lyrics of it Really dug the sound of it and uh, wanted to play it for you. So here's Juice Box with In the Basement. I 
was rolling on the ground on the concrete a couple punks and a lot of insecurity have i wasted all my life in the basement have i wasted all my life in the basement so behind even though i got a head start spazzing out but you know i'm gonna fall apart have i wasted all my life in the basement have i wasted all my life in the song for a couple reasons number one great guitars i was a fan of the Mm -hmm. the guitars and then it also i i love songs that make me think about myself um yeah i love thinking about myself uh and this did just that um recently i had a a thing about man i spend so much time in in my basement because i have a finished basement sick basement and it's really nice but you know like we also have a sick like living room where you know um where our bookshelf is and and record player and stuff so you know what i did i moved a monitor upstairs and i moved my playstation upstairs so i can now play my (laughs) video games up in the living room instead of the basement feel a little Uh, better then that's good i mean yeah it's the same thing (laughs) so it didn't really improve my life at all but hey whatever i'm not in the basement anymore no, but I mean, I definitely relate to that like feeling of like 
what's it all for? Mm -hmm. Am I a failure? You know, and that's definitely something throughout my twenties that I've struggled Mm -hmm. with. And I, we talked about sort of last episode where I feel like took me a while to get to this point. I mean, you still struggle, but sometimes you don't think you're a failure anymore. No, no. I'm saying it took me a while to realize that I'm a failure. No, no, (laughs) the opposite is that I'm like, yeah, I feel like I was talking about sort of last week, like putting so much pressure on myself, you know, to like just just be everything that I want to be in life now, you know, mm-hmm. and yep. um, failing to see sometimes what I have accomplished and what I should be proud of, um, because, you know, when it's yourself, you're going to look down on yourself and see a view that maybe other people don't see. And that's why I love just thinking about him because um, it's like, think about all the fans. He probably has people who are like, no, you didn't waste your life. Like I love your music. What it was, it definitely was worth something, you know, but no, yeah, I was really uh, surprised uh, by that, that single. And I had heard some of the other songs and some of them have that sort of breezy, like uh, driving rock sound, but he raps on a lot of other ones. I was like very surprised by that. I was like, whoa, these are all like wildly different. And so I'm very interested to see this album. I bet you'll even like hearing it more. I I'm excited more to just see it. And then I I feel like I'll, I'll get it, but then I'll listen. I hear you, but I think you're going to enjoy listening to it even more. But I really think I'm going to like tasting it. Mm, yeah interesting. It's, it looks like it's got sort of like a spicy with an umami uh involved yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i'm like mm-hmm. i'm i'm looking forward to licking this album cover i pre-ordered the vinyl so that was juice box within the basement from it's easy to feel like a nobody when you're living in the city ain't it true out february 28th on danger bird records ain't it true that was me editorializing that's not part of the album mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's time for our last segment, Shouts, where we highlight all the music we're excited for coming out this week. All right, first up, Shouts to Caribou. I played Home on the podcast months ago. I have heard the album. Don't tell anyone, even though they gave me it, so it's okay. But it's really good. It's probably... Is it okay or really good? It's really good. It's going to be one of my list toppers of the year, Mm. most likely. Uh, Also, Glady, Augusta Coke from Katana. I played her uh, recently, and that's a great album as well. Safe Sins, it is called. Then the two we just heard from, Juicebox, It's Easy to Feel Like a Nobody When You're Living in the City, and The Undercover Dream Lovers, with it's all in your head. Those are both out today. And then the Orioles, who I previously paid as well, with Disco Volador. And uh, I got Soccer Mommy, who we just listened to, with Color Theory. Rap Boys, great band, with uh, Printer's Devil. And Kevin Crowder, who uh, I really like his solo work. He's from the band Hoops, uh, uh. with Full Hand. So shouts to all those artists and those albums. Check them out. We're going to have a good music listening day to day (laughs) all right we got to talk about our three daddies we're a planet ant podcast powered by pinecast head over to planetantpodcast.com to check out all the great shows over there brian 
You want to tell us about our other daddy? That daddy has two heads, which is really interesting. But our other daddy just has one head, and that's Offshelf.net. Offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. Have you ever gone on the internet and thought, man, I need a website to go to to look at cool stuff? Okay. Maybe try Offshelf.net. Okay, so last time I came up with some stupid tagline, but check it out, it's on the internet, is no joke the best tagline for a website (laughs) I've ever heard. It's not bad. Check it out, it's on the internet. Yeah. Did I just say that? Yeah. Oh, cool. That was pretty (laughs) good. You did it. Yeah, you gotta check it out. It's on the internet. All right, that's gonna do it for us this week. I'm Luke LeBen telling you, you better check your perspective. And I'm Brian LeBen reminding you, don't let the bastards grind you down. This is best song ever. Check it out. It's on the internet. <laughs>